Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Oh! That's it! First goes Oliveira! Carlos Alberto! Yeah, New Zealand, Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, Tahiti... Listen out. Keep, keep, keep focused. Keep, keep with us. The winner by knockout, Carlos Olbert. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me. We're at it. Hi, buddy! Bam! 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 Bow! 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 Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Oh, yeah. We have started the podcast. That's how it begins. What's this? What is this? Did I get Did I get stung? Did I get stung? Matt, Sarah, shirtless. Because here's what's going to happen. We have... Uh, I just buzzed myself the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look very smooth. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. come on. Don't bullshit me. You look good. Let's, we're not, don't start the show yet, seriously. Fuck no, no, no. We're start. We we have three guests today. We got to plow right ahead. Let's One is now. in the waiting room. Um, no, no. It's already started. I mean, you without a shirt going blow, bam. That's the beginning of the show. <laughs> because Matt, we were going to start a minute ago, but Matt came in, and I I do get it. You have those because you had you hung a t-shirt on a hanger and those little fucking pointy cat ears in the shoulders. I also that drives me nuts when I have that. So I kind of get it. And you wanted me to leave it on. Yes, I did. Yes. And uh, that's kind of rude. I would have pointed it out to every guest. You would. I know you. I knew that you were going to do that. So I wasn't taking your bait, Jimmy. I feel, I feel comfortable now, though. The uh, senior vice president of regulatory affairs with the UFC, uh, Mark Ratner. Let's bring Mark in. What a nice surprise to have him. He was a late schedule, and we're really happy we have him. Uh, he's promoting a new book. It's called Ringside, My Life Outside the Ropes and the Octagon. Really interesting guy uh, who has uh, been with the UFC for many years, former executive director of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Uh, he knows everything that goes on behind the scenes, and you can't go to a fight without seeing him there. Mark, how are you, buddy? Good, Matt. I'm delighted to talk with you. I'm, I'm so happy to see I was just telling everybody. And by the way, this is my friend Jimmy. I don't know if you met Jimmy. Hi, uh, we've met you. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, I don't know. I know Mark since he came on board. And I remember how excited, like, Lorenzo and Dana were, were that to have Mark coming on board because he was such a legit, respected yep. uh, person in his field. Like, you know what I mean? So 
And I, and that feels like ages ago. When was that, Mark? When did you get on board? The, uh... Uh, 16 years plus. And when you, you were with the athletic, uh, Nevada Athletic Commission, what, what did you do with them? And what, what was your decision making where you're like, I think I want to leave and, and actually work for the UFC? I did all the day-to-day stuff, uh, signing officials, um, approving matches, everything that you would think in boxing, weighing them in. And um, Lorenzo um, was a commissioner at one time with the athletic commission. And he said, have you ever thought about leaving? And I said, no, I've got the best regulatory job in the world of any boxing commission. And so he said, well, we'll talk about it some more. I might have some opportunity. And so Lorenzo was sort of a salesman, but he brought the closer in Dana. So that was it. Uh, it was uh, May of uh, 2006. And um, I still love going to boxing, but uh, I'm delighted and thrilled to be with the UFC. Can I just say, at that time, 2006, for the people listening now, it was a different time for the sport. That's why I feel it was kind of, I don't know the, the, the offer you had to come over, but it was kind of brave because the sport wasn't nearly as respected as it is now. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And uh, I had a lot of boxing people tell me I was making the biggest mistake in my career and uh, you don't know what you're doing. Now, uh, all these years later, they said that you were pretty smart. Um, I have a question about the Athletic Commission um, because there's so much criticism of the judging and the inconsistency in, in what the judges look for. Like you'll see 30, 27 in opposite directions. Um, and I'm always, I don't understand how two judges can see it completely differently. Is there anything the athletic commission can do to remedy that or anything that can be done to make that more consistent? Well, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Friday, uh, we're going to have a, uh, a meeting with, with the um, actual broadcasters from the USA, different uh, broadcasters with judges and referees going over some of the criteria. It's not really with the Athletic Commission, though we've invited them. But, uh, yeah, we, we have some inconsistencies. And one of my problems is I can train a lot of guys here, but when we go to Texas or something, those guys aren't trained as well. Or in Singapore, and, and to make it consistent worldwide is certainly our big goal. Yeah, and is, is it almost like the example I've used is in baseball. Certain umpires will call a low strike zone. Certain guys like will will have an expanded strike zone. Is that kind of how it is with judges, where some guys just put more value in in ground control, and other guys put more uh, uh, you know visible damage? Uh, they shouldn't, but they right. do. Uh, and, and and the first criteria really is. Uh, I don't like to use the word damage, but uh, something you can really see and that you that you've imposed your will. Certainly, the striking is, is very important, but uh, the ground control comes into play. There's there's different criteria, and uh, we just got to keep on working on consistency. And it's better than it was maybe ten years ago, but it's still not where we want it. I think you think uh, more former fighters should become judges. You think that could help? It could. Uh, it's it's a tough road. Uh, we have uh, in California, Frank Trigg uh, is actually refereeing a lot now, and he's done pretty well. Uh, but it takes years. It's uh, you just can't go from the from the cage and start judging. It's not that easy. You have to put your time in, and a lot of people aren't uh, aren't willing to do that. But I I encourage it absolutely. When you mean by putting your time in, is what what are they the judges? What do they have to go through? Maybe some amateur events, yeah. some uh, lower level. You can't just start in the UFC. Obviously. And, and they have to get some experience. And, 
I have to go to some of these uh, training sessions, whether it's with uh, Herb Dean or McCarthy or uh, that kind of stuff, and just just get in more involved and watch watch a lot of videos. And also, and now as the uh, senior vice president of regulatory affairs at the UFC, what exactly does that uh, job entail? Well, it, it started out from me going uh, with other people state to state to get the sport approved. In, in, in 2006, we had around 20 states, and we had to go to different legislators and uh, different athletic commissions, and one by one, we would, were able to, uh, to get the sport approved, and it took us eight years in New York, so that was uh, our, our big, tough, tough market, but uh, now it's approved in every state and, and a lot of foreign countries, too, so uh, We've done very well getting it approved. What what was the holdup? Because I, I live in New York, so I was so frustrated with it's just bureaucracy, and it looks like one of the guys who was the biggest uh, uh, holding you guys back, uh, you know, turned out to be a fairly corrupt individual. Uh, what exactly was it in New York that just took so long? Is it just the bureaucracy? Uh, partially the bureaucracy, but the uh, the important part was Lorenzo and Frank Petito owned a casino called. Nations Casino, a whole whole bunch of them that were not part of the culinary union, that they hadn't been organized. And their sister union in New York, uh, the Hotel Workers Union there, uh, wouldn't let us get a vote. It was about that. And, and with politics either at its best or its worst, and uh, uh, we just couldn't get a vote from this um, uh, proven to be corrupt uh, Speaker of the House. And once he left, uh, we had a vote in, in the House, and, uh, and it was approved in 2016, 114 to 26. So we always had the vote, but it couldn't get it. Mark, I wanted to talk to you about this, my friend. Ringside, My Life Outside the Ropes and the Octagon by Mark Ratner. Now, how long? Now, tell us, is this just your, is this your life story? What is this? Uh, it's, it's my combat story with a little part of my, um, my life, too. But um, as you know, Endeavor, uh, they bought the uh, UFC and they have a, one of their companies is called William Morris. Yes. And uh, their people have said, hey, you have a lot of stories. You, you should write them. And I said, well, if you guys will publish it and find me a co-author to, to help me, I don't care about the proceeds from it, then I'll do it. And, and uh, it took us about six months of a lot of uh, talking and uh, going over with the, uh, with the writer. And then uh, we actually finished it last January, and here we are. So uh, it's just more, uh, I wanted to do it for my family and my friends. I'm, I'm not trying to be a bestseller. It turned out very well. I'm very happy with it. A lot of good boxing stories and a lot of, a lot of MMA stories. Isn't it crazy? Like with, with boxing too, like, cause I, I, I've tried to, I love boxing as a kid. I loved it. And then just so many things around it, maybe cause I like UFC so much. I don't watch boxing anymore, but some of the decisions in boxing, uh, I, I just, I, I can't enjoy the sport anymore. I feel like the behind the scenes stuff has taken away any enjoyment I can have of boxing anymore. Well, the biggest problem is the best fighters at the peak of their careers don't fight each other. And, and that really hurts the sport in my estimation. With the heavyweights doing better now, and with Fury, and who I hope is not retired, and Joshua, when the heavyweights are good, you know, the whole sport does better. But now you have all these great Earl Spencers and Bud Crawford. There's a lot of great fighters right now. And uh, if they fight each other, the sport will do very, very, very well. That's what we're hoping. 
Is it because of the uh, the many different promoters? Because like I've, I've, I mean, I say to probably to the board and everyone how great UFC is at getting the fights you want to see. I mean, they ninety percent of the time, if you start thinking like "fuck that'd be a great fight," they make it happen. I mean, we, we've seen so many incredible matchups, and you wonder is, is it because there's they're under one promotional roof? Is that one of the big problems in boxing? In boxing, yes, it's, uh, different promoters won't work with each other. Uh... Different TV networks don't want to have their best fighter fight on another network. There is no national commission that could make it work, that would make it better. But um, I just think it's real important for the, for the guys to fight each other at the right time. Obviously, Mayweather uh, is one of the best I've ever seen, but it took him five years to fight Pacquiao, and it should have happened five years before that. That's what I look for. When was the first time you've seen a mixed martial arts event. I, I know when you got approached, were you like, were you already familiar when you got approached with the job? Were you already familiar with the sport or? At, at one time I went on a Larry King show with uh, uh, Senator McCain on yeah. against uh, Ken Shamrock and Meyerowitz and said, um, here's a sport that says uh, no rules, no holds barred, anything goes. And I said, this is on national TV and said, well, you can't have a sport and regulate it if they, if they don't have any rules. Yeah. So uh, in, in 2001 with the New Jersey Commission, uh, we were able to come up with the unified rules. And then the, uh, then the uh, Nevada Athletic Commission approved the sport uh, and later in 2001. And uh, our first fight that I saw in person was uh, Tito Ortiz and Vladimir uh, Mat- Matashenko, I believe is how you say his name. Yes. Oh. UFC was that UFC? That was UFC. Wait, UFC thirty three was that in Vegas? What a memory, Matt! If that's right, what a memory I, you have. I fought on the card versus Eve Edwards. Oh, okay. It was okay. right after nine eleven, wasn't it, Mark? Rattel? Yes, right after nine eleven. It was that, a ghost town there, and, and the fight went long. The only time it's ever gone long, and some of the satellites went off. And and not only that, uh, on the undercard, Jimmy uh, Dean Thomas fought. Fabiana Iha, I'm going to give him that shout out. And the undercard was excellent. A lot of stop, a lot of good fights, stoppages. Every fight on the main card went the distance. Right. Jens Holber wow. versus Dennis Holman. It's crazy. It's a long time ago. But I remember because I fought on the card. Myself versus Eve Edwards, we went the distance. So they ended up going over and it was a disaster. Like, for, I mean, I remember they were very upset, you know? Our first big show, and it went wrong, and, and people got thrown out of the main event. So that wasn't good. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> that really stinks. Are you, are you a uh, – because I'm amazed with behind-the-scenes guys, because you guys make everything happen that we enjoy watching, and I'm such an impatient, impulsive person. Like, are you a patient guy? Like, are you good at dealing with the red tape and the nonsense that you have to deal with to move the sport forward? Is that just in your, your nature that you're very good at that stuff? Yes, that has to. You have to be patient because every fight card is crazy. This thing happens in the back, and some guy doesn't want to get wrapped right, or doesn't like the person who's wrapping him, or uh, he forgot his uh, mouthpiece. There's always little small things, and uh, yeah, we're constantly putting out fires. But um, no, I think I learned in boxing uh, that anything can happen. I had a guy fly into the ring one time. I had the bike fight, so I, I'm, I'm not used to it, but uh, I'm able to handle it. Wait, the guy fly into the ring, was that uh, that famous guy who parachuted in? Yeah, the fan man. 
and uh, it's what he was called. And it's nothing in the rule book. Uh, what do you do now? But I did know enough to go to the timekeeper and find out how much time was left in the round. And uh, that was a surreal night. What fight was that? Was that I'm, I'm thinking Riddick Bow. Am I wrong? Yes. Holyfield Bow. Oh, Holyfield Bow. Wow. Yeah, that, that, I would say that that's something that's probably you're never going to see again. Um, what, what do you think? Because UFC seems to be doing everything right. Like, it, 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 I mean, the sport is, is massive now. There's events every week. What's something you would like to see UFC take further than they've already taken it or, or do a little bit better than they've done it to take it further? Well, what I'm looking forward to is seeing <clears throat> some new frontiers. I think you'll see uh, the UFC go to South Africa someday, and Johannesburg maybe. We're going to Paris in September. Or it's going to keep growing, uh, and, and you have to have these international fights. And it's just a worldwide sport, and I, I think we do a real good job. Uh, the matchmakers, the fabulous, uh, to be able to even uncover some of these people. And, and they're on 24-hour calls. Uh, I always feel bad for Mitch and Sean because their phones never stop. So uh, there's always room for improvement. And uh, talked about judging. There's always going to be also some medical discoveries. We can find out better things, maybe, maybe a, a better mouthpiece. We're, we're looking at that kind of stuff. Maybe something in the gloves to make it, make it better so you don't have eye pokes. That's, that's all we're, we're looking at in the future. What could they possibly do about that? Joe talks about that a lot when he's, uh, when he's calling fights. And, and, and what could they do to possibly allow you to have the grips you need to have and allow, you know, like to peel fingers uh, uh, apart when you're getting strangled and, and still protect from eye pokes? How could they possibly do that? That's a big problem, absolutely, because you have to use your fingers to grapple. So uh, maybe a little more curved. But uh, we're experimenting now and, and trying to find a, a little more flexible glove. But you're right. Uh, you've got to be able to use your fingers. And, and uh, we try to make it with the referee put say, you can't go straight. Back. And uh, we still have eye pokes probably once every fight card. And what do you uh, what do you feel about uh, open uh, scoring? And, and uh, like I have mixed feelings about it. Like I like the excitement of a split decision. You don't know. But I also think fighters knowing where they're at fighting is the only sport where the fighters don't know where they're at until the end. Uh, I am not a proponent for it, uh, but you said something I really believe in. The most iconic moment in the sport is Michael or Bruce Buffer, and you're waiting uh, at your feet, hearing that, and either new or still, it's a real special moment. The one thing I would advise all cornermen, never say you're up three rounds or you're up two rounds, always say, I mean, this is a close fight, you better fight that third round, you better fight that fifth round. But uh, right now, I am not in favor of it. I agree totally on everything you said right there. It does. That moment alone. Yeah. It, you're watching it. People will be headed to their cars way before that. They're not going to listen for anything. They're going to be, you know what I mean? They're like, all right, we know. And even if there's a chance of the guy coming back. and You, you want to be talking to your friend saying, oh, he had to have won that round. Oh, no. You want, I don't know. You want that kind of banter and. And and confusion. I don't. I don't know. At least I do. It's part of the event. You don't yeah. want to know. Every, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a good idea at all. Well, uh, I don't believe we're going to go. Uh, we're going to do it as a UFC, and I'm against it, and I've been a proponent against it. And just as a quick aside, one of the big things I'm for. This is in boxing. Is all women's fights to go three minute rounds. If our women can go five minute rounds, you can't tell me that women should still be fighting two minute rounds. So that's. I'm an advocate for that. Oh, interesting. oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize they were two minute. They were two minute rounds. 
I didn't realize that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's funny with the UFC, with, with the women's uh, divisions, too, the amount of stars in the few years since Ronda, uh, you know, Rose and Amanda. And there's just so many uh, cyborg. And there's so many incredibly uh, dynamic female fighters, too. Uh, and I think they've done a better job of that than boxing, too. And I could just be ignorant. I don't watch boxing. But I think the UFC has done a much better job of uh, making <clears throat> really famous female fighters and really, really high profile female fighters than boxing has done recently. And, and completely equal. Paid the same if, if they can sell pay-per-view, if they can be charismatic, Ronda proves it. <clears throat> so we try to treat them equal. And uh, boxing just had a big a women's event at Madison Square Garden that sold well, but, but it should have been two minute, three minute rounds. And uh, your book, let's promote your book, Ringside, My Life Outside the Ropes and Octagon. When you look at it, did, did you get like a good feeling when you look at like a box of your own books and you're like, shit, this is really like a, a book. Like when you get a box of them and it's like you realize, wow, this is a finished product I've written. I mean, it's got to feel great. Yeah, because it's something I never considered. Uh, and and uh, But more importantly, I think for me, my kids are happy, friends and uh, Certainly a G-rated book, uh, but uh, it's uh, it was fun, and and the co-writer did a fabulous job of marshalling my thoughts because I I couldn't sit down longhand and just write it out or on the computer. So that was a big help. Thank you so much for being here today. Congratulations on the book. Uh, you're you're so good for the UFC and for the sport, and and I just I really appreciate everything you've done to help further the sport and, and you know especially in new york um obviously selfishly i say that but you're really you're a legend and uh, we appreciate you being here thanks mark thanks matt uh, are you both going to be at our hall of fame and uh, all our stuff next week I, hey mark and i'm not to depress you but next week i'm getting a knee replacement bro oh okay. a knee replacement mark I, they got to put me back together but I'll be I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. But so I'll be out of commission a little bit. We're <laughs> Hall of Fame man and uh, the biggest underdog that I've ever seen to have the biggest win I've ever seen. So. Ah, you always been great, Mark. I always I always love running into you when I'm on the road. Good, great. Congrats again on the book. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. Kings Island is now open weekends. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mark Radner mentioned that his book is G-rated. If you had a book, it'd be fucking probably X-rated, you little pervert. That's not very nice. And I do have two books, and they are X-rated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right, Matt. Good call. Can't sue you for slander. <laughs> oh, shit. They are, aren't they? 
Very naughty. Yeah, very dirty language. What are they? What, give tell me tell me about your books really quick. We got time. They're just it, it's like blog style stories about getting laid and you know ah just very dirty, very naughty. I don't know if there's any you have. They were written so many years ago, like they were actually published in 2007, 2008. But a lot of the stories I had written like four, five years before that. Um, any regrets? Yeah, there's some regrets in life. Sure, like all of us. No I mean, regrets doing the putting it in the book and. Oh no no no! I don't care about that. I've talked about it on stage. I'm not. No, I mean uh, no no regrets. I don't give a shit. Nah, not at all. It's all silly stuff and none of it's different like they say if it's got a name means someone's done it already so no i have no regrets about that at all um but i'm really looking forward to this uh it is it's crazy this is how good the lightweight division is uh like you know a saruki i think one is 11 and one is 12. i believe sarukian's 11 and gamrot is 12. um uh, but gamrot is 22 he's 20 and one and uh he's still ranked 12th and uh sarukian is 18 and two so these guys between them are 38 one and one i believe so uh 38 one uh three and one so what a, what a great card this is and uh, i'm also looking forward very much to uh uh the main event of the uh the undercard which is uh Alberg against uh tefan chukwi who is uh had a tremendous uh win over uh mike rodriguez but sarukian i feel like he's only been his first fight was 2016 in the UFC, I think. I don't know what I'm thinking. Right? I just look at it. Pronounce his last name for me. Armand Sarukian. Sarukian. Yes. Say it again. Armand Sarukian. Sarukian. Yeah. Yep. That's from Street Fighter Two. I was. Doing, I did not I, know that. I was doing like Ryu when he does that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I, I you like it. Bad. There you go. You, do you appreciate I, it more now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I appreciate. Like I appreciate your fucking Christopher Walken. Oh, Matt. You've been, you got little pointy things on your shirt sleeves. Oh, you're not even trying now. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I do them all. I do impressions of anybody. I'm very good. Do me. Do me. Jimmy. Okay, you got me. You got me, buddy. <laughs> That's me. I'm loud. That um, was a good one. Um, so wait, what, Matt, when do you, today's right now. Hold on. This is the uh, 22nd. You, what day do you go in for surgery? Next week, man. I'll do, I'll do the show with you on Monday. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, bro. Oh, wow. Under the knife. I'm coming home the same day. I think the same day type of shit, which is crazy. It's good. I'm glad you're doing it. it, it I know it's a big move, but you, you're better off. You're like, you'll be feeling all right, like walking out of that type of thing, because they put like a nerve blocker in or something, whatever they say. But uh, they don't get fooled the next morning. You, the next day, you'll be like, ah. Yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll be a little bit of a the way I look at it, The way I look at it is like this. Like, I'm 48. A lot of really old people that get this shit done. You understand? You don't give a fuck. You're pouring your teeth. I'm listening. Listen, Joe. Sorry. Jimmy, my point is this. There's a lot of people in their 70s and 80s getting this shit done. And then, I mean, who knows if they're bitching or not, but they're old, 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 old people. I'm not that old, Jimmy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce right back. My, my, uh, my orthopedic guy, my guy is uh, my PT guy. Yeah. Dr. Amato. He's going to be, uh, I met him through Ray Janelle in Volante. Nice guy, you know. And uh, we went to this, before they before Volante and Al fought at Madison Square Garden, Longo, uh, Keith, it was, it was a Keith Trimble uh, from, from Belmore Kickboxing. You know, me, Al, uh, Volante, uh, and this guy, Doc Amato. We went to this, this place in like, I believe it was somewhere in like, 
in Manhattan. I don't know if it was the the village. I don't know where it was, but it was one of these Italian places where you know there's no sign. It looks like somewhere where somebody's gonna get whacked. It looks like a place that needs to get renovated. And it's lying outside the block, lying outside where you gotta, I forgot the name of it. But you we I went they so Al knows the the fucking the owner's sons. We I got I should know the name of this place. It was so fucking the, the bread I had in this place. Ah the best bread I ever had in my life. It was like that, I don't know if it's the Fukacha bread. <laughs> it's like the soft fucking but yeah, dude, not the bukkake bread. Not the, <laughs> no, not, the not, not bukkake bread. You don't want that. Not the bukkake. <laughs> It's got, it's got butter all over it. That's so gross, Jimmy. I love a good, I love a nice bread. Jimmy, he's a young man. Armin, Armin. Uh, he's, I think, he's 25 or 26. He's a very young guy. 25. Yes, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. He's devastating, too. Who's Carlos fighting? Alberg he is fighting uh, Tafan Chukwe. Yes, it's the main fight. I believe it's the final fight, yeah. uh, the main fight of the undercard. He is uh, no, uh, yeah, 11, is, uh, Sarukian is 11, and uh, uh, Gamrod is 12. What, what in it? Yeah, 20 and 1 with one no contest, and, and uh, Sarukian is 18 and 2. And um, it really is crazy the amount of, because these are not the two j- biggest names in the UFC, and, and yet uh, these guys between them have 38 wins. It's incredible how much talent is in that lightweight division. Uh, I was looking at it before. By the way, what do you think of uh, Oliveira against uh, his loss is is, is to uh, uh, Makachev? That that was the loss that, uh, or, or one of the losses Sarukian had was to Islam um, uh, Makachev. Um, but he fought him on short notice and he lost the decision. But what do you think of him against Oliveira? Islam versus Oliveira? Yeah. Oh shit, man! I listen. I said it. This is the same reason why I want either Islam. Or Benil uh, Darush to yeah. find uh, Charles Oliveira yet, because they're not going to be afraid to follow him to the floor. Right, and it's the biggest thing we have yet to see. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, uh, Paul Felder fought out of shit and ended up ground and pounded him. You know, ground, you know, what I mean? so, you know, back in the day, he fought out of some really bit tough submissions and ended up beating him up. So who? Charles, uh, Charles Oliveira when he fought oh, Oliveira. Okay, so I think you're talking about uh, Makachev. Okay, no Oliveira when he fought Paul Felder. Yeah. Well, he had Paul Felder in some trouble, but Paul Felder gutted it out and ended up beating him up on the flip. I, Paul Felder's a weird fucking tank animal, though. He's a frightening guy. Got it. I mean, so are sort of these other guys. So I mean, yeah. he's a phenomenal grappler. I mean, yeah, no, Paul is. I'm not downplaying it. Paul, I love Paul. Yeah, Paul's a beast. You know what I mean? Um, Him against Raging Al, I will. I will still never forgive the universe for that not happening. I was, I was with Raging Al last night, man. We uh, it was so great. My buddy uh, Marcel got his black. I gave him his black belt. You know. Oh, I saw the video. That's nice. Yes, he's a great kid. He's been. With That's me. great. Did he know he was getting it, or did he have a feeling? He didn't know. I don't think he knew he was getting. You had it. a lot of people there too, man. You got a well, lot you know, of people oh, at the school. You know what it was? My buddy Sean Williams, Henzo Gracie Black Belt. I know that guy close to thirty years. I had he was doing a body lock guard passing seminar at my school. So when I have like a seminar at my school and it's a good crowd, that's when I like to do some promotions. So I gave out sure. some black belts that day. So uh, guys that have been with me for close to a decade, if not longer, like Marcel's been. With well, me I went. It's not more. I saw Marcel's. Uh, I want to say is his Instagram and he has uh, in his profile, it says Matt Sarah black belt. So he's very proud of being a Matt Sarah black belt. That's nice. 
you know, that makes me happy. You know, those, a lot of guys when yeah. they that, you know, listen, they put the time in, man. A lot of a lot yeah. of training, and with jujitsu especially, because you know you're gonna. It's not like you're the, the fucking hammer every day. You're gonna be, especially at my school, you go with fucking guys that are. Yeah, you, know, you got to be the nail on a lot of occasions, and it takes a lot of perseverance. So it's nice. It's a nice thing to achieve, and uh, and again, great guy. Like so, last night, a bunch of my uh, a black belts and uh, uh, my students, we went to uh, we went to a place called Big Daddy's in, in uh, here in Long Island. And oh, was, perfect. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was like, you know what it was? It was like a Southern food thing. So I'd prefer if it was like, you know, Italian, Italian or pizza. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I like, Jimmy. So was like it weird going to a place called Big Daddy's when the unofficial name of our podcast is Daddy and the Lad? Is our guest here yet? Or no. <laughs> Not yet, happy. no. I'm he so might be having happy. technical issues. <laughs> I'm happy I'm on the Panini card, though. I'm so yeah. happy, too. I was looking at that all day yesterday and on Monday. I can't, I could have uh, – I, I didn't exaggerate when I said those fucking Panini cards with our faces on them made me really happy. And they really are a great company. So I, I hope that people go out and buy those cards and try to get the, the, uh, the fan experience – um, I think it's at 278. Don't quote me because I'm stupid and I don't have it in front of me. Um, you know, I'm not into like really like anime, so to speak, but I do like some cool like like R-rated cartoons. Like if they're like sure. not for really so much like kids because they're kind of like they make references to the sex and there's violence and shit. So I, on Amazon, I like Amazon. They get these like Amazon gets like a little like weird shows that are a little like different. Yes. I, I just got my Amazon back on my iPad. And uh, I just texted this to my my uh, brother-in-law Edwin because he likes all that stuff. And the legend of Vox Machina. How do you pronounce this? Vox Machina. Machina. M a c h i n a. Yeah. Machina. I guess I don't know. Vox Machina. Vox Machina. I'm fucking it up. The legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. It's fun. It's violent. It almost starts like almost like a Lord of the Ring thing, Lord of the Rings type thing. Yeah. And then they're just getting their heads blown off. And I'm like, oh, I like chopped and smushed. And I go, oh my God, this is violent. And then they're showing some like, then they have this little dwarf like, like, like uh, going down on, on like a girl. I'm like, whoa, yeah, I got like an elf. Interesting. Yeah. What is this? What, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. You're not listening to me. But, yes, I am. Uh, it was a fucking it was a good show. I was telling you about a little dwarf eating out an elf, and you're like, "What, buddy?" I'm telling you. <laughs> and I said that specifically for you. Anyway, I don't know if you like weird sh- like cartoons. I, I kind of like that. I'm not a big animation guy. Um, I don't hate it, but I just I never really watch it. I'm sure that one sounds good, but <laughs> I don't I don't watch a lot of them. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. You know. By the way, what I, what I was I, I was thinking of I got I got caught in a momentary loop. I was thinking of uh, uh, of of Alberg, uh, who is coming on uh, shortly. We hope, and uh, he trains in um, at uh, City Kickboxing in New Zealand, and so of course I believe he trained a little with Adesanya, uh, Carlos uh, Alberg. Every time somebody hears somebody's from some uh, New Zealand, that's where they train. Yeah, yeah, it, it's an incredible school, and so I was looking at two seventy six. And the um, the what a staggeringly good and I know we're promoting uh, Gamrat Sarukian here, but uh, Adesanya Kananier, what do you think of that fight? Well, I mean, I think Kananier, 
you know, I, he had that tough fight. I, was it Whitaker? Uh, um, Robert Whitaker when he um, he bruised his older nerve. So, dude, I know what it's like to fight with that. Man. So even the fight through that and go how many reps that go to distance. In a, in a, that that did go to distance. I believe it did. Yeah, I I can so check. Fight since yeah, hundred percent it did. It did. It did. It did. Okay, but he had to do that with a bruised older nerve. So that almost feels like you have like a ghost arm, like you can't feel your hands. It's like a dead arm. Right. Yeah. How long does it last for? Oh, dude, I, I, I had, I had a loss in sensation after my second George Pierre fight for like months. Oh my god! Oh, so it doesn't come back in between rounds. Oh okay. no, no, that's just not coming back. Oh, let's get. Hey, Olberg is ready to go. Yes, Carlos Olberg. Let's talk to him. Let's get to know him. I was about to yeah. sing. I was about to sing it. Well, you could have. Let's get to know Carlos Olberg. No, I ruined. You ruined it. I had it good before. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. We were just talking about you and uh, you trained a little with Adesanya too for his Canada fight. You, you helped him get ready? Yes. Yeah. And what do you uh, what do you think of this fight? Uh, obviously, you're worried about your own fight right now, and and I know that Adesanya is is your pick because you guys train together. But what do you think of Cannonier uh, and what he's managed to do in the last couple of years? Yeah, well, Cannonier, he's you know he's he's a developing fighter. He's fought in different divisions, and he's he's had that experience with different um, with the different body types and all that. So, um, yeah, Israel's been working and he's, um, you know, he's, he's a quick learner. So he's, we've got a massive gym of, of, well, we've got a big stable of fighters or athletes. So he's had different looks and um, I've definitely been, you know, given him his best. Um, so, you know, just to give each other work. So um, he's, 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 Definitely confident in what he's going to do, and I have full confidence in, in his role. And you know, we we know his game and and where he's where his strengths are. So, um, I see I see him picking him apart, man, and um, definitely causing a a struggle for Kenania and 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 Kenania walking into something, you know, with his mistakes that he might make create. So, yeah, well. Can I just start off, Carlos? Nice, Carlos, nice to meet you. 
first. Hey, man. Tell you. I want to apologize. I want to apologize for my friend Jimmy here. Jimmy, yeah. how did I don't give a shit? I love Israel Adesanya. He gets a sure. lot of attention. I don't give a fuck about that. It's Carlos's time right now. I well, want to know about Carlos. The first question you ask about his fucking best friend who's the champion of the world. It's yes. Carlos's time right now, man. Now, hold on, Carlos. Let, oh, let me explain. Sorry, I see that, Carlos. We were, we were reading uh, and just talking before you came on about yeah. you training with Israel. And I was actually looking at the 276 card. I kind of got distracted. So when you step in, it's the logical... Uh, nope. extension of the conversation we were having conversation. to yeah. kind of ask you about that, of course. But no, we're not saying goodbye. All right, thanks. He answered our question. Goodbye. Oh, how rude of you. Uh, how could you ask such a question when it's so, you know, we've got how much time we got? We've got plenty, <laughs> plenty of time. <laughs> yes. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm sorry. <laughs> you did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, now I want to talk about Volkanovsky for a half hour. All right, no. We're <laughs> I love Volk, man. He's awesome. He's such a great, Volk is a great um, addition to our team. I went over yeah. to, help, to help him out with his uh, last camp with, um, with uh, who's the guy he fought last? Uh, no, the Korean, the zombie. Oh, Korean zombie, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I have such respect for I high I hold such high respect for Volkanovsky's teaching classes, and then he's doing this is during his camp, and then he's and then he's doing his and then he's he's at the gym teaching classes, and then he's in his camp doing his own training, and then he goes home. You know, for me, I'm I'm focused on me, and I'm doing my camp. I'm going to training. I'm then I'm at home. Then I'm you know going to training at home. I'm doing that thing. So for him to be going to the gym, taking classes and then doing his training and all that is, is, you know, I could high, high respect for him. So I'm sorry, Jimmy, were you about to ask him about Dan Hooker or could I guess? <laughs> I, well, I wanted to ask about, yeah, I wanted to ask about uh, coming off a loss, but you ask a question and then I'll, and I'll ask this one. Now, listen, I just want to get to know Carlos. It doesn't, we don't have to get him under these bright lights. Carlos, listen, you're 31 now. What, what you got, what got you started in the arts? What was your first, discipline you got started and how old were you when you got started wonderful i was um how old was i I was about 22 23 i'd say uh when i started boxing and um yeah well because i was a rugby player and i was a professional rugby uh, semi-professional rugby player and um i did it quite uh i was quite good at it and it wasn't until i you know what i got banned for fighting in this uh, on 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 a, on on the field and uh, there was a six week ban and this was during a time of me wanting to get picked for a draft and um and I was like you know how am I going to fill my time six weeks off what am I going to do you know so I went and trained did some boxing and I ended up getting a fight later on and um this is where I fell in love with it. I was like man I, I actually really enjoy this um, boxing and I had my hand raised and you know that feeling of winning it's like I could do this again so from there I continued do you like the solo like I, a lot of guys that come from team sports whether it's with the NFL or other sports when they come from a team sport and then this now everything rests on you uh everything wrong and everything right do you like that more it is definitely taught me so much more I've learned a lot because I've learned to do life really. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of throwing itself at me right in the face and I've learned to deal with it um, in that sense. So uh, with a team, it's like, okay, I've got 
14 other guys, because we have 15 on the field, 14 other guys who, you know, will be able to back me up if I do something wrong. Um, it's not so much of, a, of, of the pressure of, of, you know, if you jump in the cage, it's like, okay, it's just me and you. Um, how am I going to win? How am I going to win on this fight? And especially, you know, when you're being televised and, and you want to get to the top level. So um, especially in the, in the past years, I've learned a lot about how to become the, a, a better athlete. Um, and this is just being a soul uh, athlete. So, yeah, man, the difference is just, uh, it's, it's astonishing. So. When you walked into that boxing gym, is that, the first time you, is that the first time you threw a punch? Did you know, did you ever like mess around as a kid? Did you ever like hit the bag or have anybody hold mitts? I, I was a street fighter, man. I was a street fighter. I fought a lot on the street. I grew up in, I grew up in what we called the hood in, in New Zealand. And uh, I fought a lot on the street. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was because we, we just had to fend for ourselves or we just wanted to create fun for us. It was fun, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so we just, we, we fought against each other. We are friends, our own friends. We created a fight club in our, in our, um, in amongst the school. After school, we'd go and have punch ups. So it was just something to create a bit of fun. And that was, and the, the, the same thing, you know, like I jumped in, in the octagon and I feel like it's fun for me. So, uh, when you, especially when you know what you're doing now, <laughs> instead of like just throwing haymakers everywhere, uh, and, and also understanding that it's something that can create a career and money for yourself. And uh, how did you rebound? I mean, you rebounded obviously well. The Inzechuku fight, um, which was your first loss, but that was a really competitive fight. Um, I mean, he's very durable and very tough, and so are you. Like that was a great, great fight. Uh, and then you came back and you won a decision after that, which was great. Um, but did that affect your mentality at all after that? Because sometimes when guys take their first loss, it, it affects them a little bit, or did it not affect you at all? It didn't affect me too much. I mean, I if anything, it helped me. I I sat back and I said, okay, well, maybe uh, I can't just rely on my on my what I'm good at. Maybe I need to work on some things that I'm not good at, so that I could, you know, if it comes to a, a situation like this, then I need to you know, be better on the ground and, you know, start taking them down, start um, getting to places where I'm uncomfortable with. So um, this taught me to get better at different martial arts. How did you take to the um, the grappling compared to the striking? Were you, was it the I, re- I enjoy the grappling, man. I enjoy grappling. I really do. It's, I, grew, because I'm a rugby player, uh, it's it's we do a lot of grappling in rugby, so uh, it just came um, second nature to me to be good at grap at, at, at grappling. Um, it's just because I feel more comfortable striking. Um, that's just that's just where I'm at. But if I have to go to the ground, then then I'm I'm quite comfortable there. What do you mean you do a lot a lot of uh, grappling with rugby? Is that like the equivalent of like a football tackle? Is that I'm not, and I'm I'm asking I'm not too familiar with rugby. I know it's like kind of like football with the helmets off type of thing. I, I know it's rough as fuck, but yeah, I'm not too familiar with the rules. What do you mean by you're familiar with the grappling? Well, yeah, well, because rugby is more of you might get into one on one positions where you're holding and you're 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 trying to either either if you're on the posi- uh, opposition or if you're on the attack or defense side if you're on attack you're trying to 
push guys off, fend them, push them off. And you're, you're really trying to push through their line and, and get through them. Um, or if you're on the defense side, you're trying to hold them down, keep them down for a amount of seconds or, or so. So I was quite strong, uh, growing up playing rugby so you know with um going into learning with wrestling uh just understanding the technical sides of it helped me so much because i knew i had the muscle the muscle um formula there but i just needed some technique to to help create it for me so um yeah just just being able to put that all together is quite the one and also rugby, oh, sorry, Matt, rugby, uh, you're using your legs so much. Is that one of the reasons that you kick so well? Because uh, they're saying you, that you kick harder than anybody at that gym. And I love I love guys that utilize their legs the way you do. Yeah, um, man, I, I don't know. I have no idea how, where that came about. But, yeah, it's just, I guess it's just because i got long legs, man. <laughs> long legs. So. Now, how is the concussion situation with the rugby like i know like football players i mean they were getting concussed left and right and it's a big problem people talk about cte and all this stuff you know what is it like with the with the rugby is that a problem over there or no it's not too i guess because um football they lead with your head a lot and right. i guess because you know you've got the helmet they're not so wide about so you just get concussed so so easily but in saying that I have been concussed twice, but this is just me putting my head in the wrong position, like going straight to someone's knee or uh, going some, straight to someone's hip. Um, so it's it's not too much of it because we try and lead with us. We're trying to turn our, turn our heads and lead with our shoulders more. So, um, yeah, I guess that like it's not too much of a problem, but it is an issue, but. I mean, also in football too, sorry, man. In football, a lot of times during practice, they're banging heads. It's like every play in practice too. It's not just the games. So yeah, football is really bad. Uh, I think because just what they do in in practice, it's almost like having full contact sparring um, every day. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, sir. What else though? Now, Carlos, let me ask you, Carlos. When you're not when you're not training, what are you what are you doing? What do you like? What kind of hobbies you like? Let, let, let's get to know you a little bit. Hobbies. <laughs> you're a movie guy, you're a you're a life man. What is my this? hobby is life. My hobby is life. I love learning. I love learning so much. Like I love learning different things. So um reading is one thing that I love to do. Um so it's 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 yeah, I guess it's just if, if anything comes my way at the moment I'm learning a bit about agriculture because we have such a great agricultural um um field in New Zealand that I want to get into that and I want to sort of yeah because you know I want to own farms and then eventually be able to create that in my life so um but that that's one thing on the plate but then there's other little things that I just want to learn and you know um yeah hiking that's another thing because New Zealand is, has such good geographical nature so it's um We've got such a big vast of of mountain mountains in New Zealand, so I love to hike a lot. Um, yeah, and just yeah, a lot, man. That's it, man, that's nice, dude. What was last nice book? What's last uh, good book you read? Uh, at the moment, I'm just reading the How to Set Up the Cell. The Cell at the moment. This one here. Secrets. Se- the Cell. Secrets. Uh, the secrets of selling anything to anyone. Ah. Yeah, and. Um, 
obviously, well, I'm always, I'm always reading, um, I'm always reading this one, for sure. Always. Ah, uh, the art of war. Yeah, That's for sure. You, you, you're Carlos. You're a type of guy that you like bettering yourself like every day, right? That's what it feels like. I think that's the key. The key is just to learn as much as you can as like yourselves, I'm sure. And because you're talking to a lot of people and you're learning so much about other people and you're learning for yourselves too. So, um, uh, yeah, I love to learn, man. It's, I think that's the key of life. I admire that, Jimmy. I yeah. feel like a sloth. <laughs> I'm just going to play video games and do some jujitsu later. I should, <laughs> you make me want to pick up a book or something, Carlos. I feel <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Um, a book on tape, maybe. I'll be honest. My attention has gotten so bad. I, I haven't really read a book in a long time, but books on tape, I can get through them now because uh, I guess you, I, uh. yeah, I'm not patient enough to read anymore. So I'll put it in. I'm, I'm on the treadmill or whatever. I'll listen to it. But you obviously you're able to focus and just kind of be patient and read. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the thing is like um, being able to, like you say, just focus is one thing because I wasn't a good, I, I never read as a kid. And once I learned to read, it was like, uh, I just, you can keep your eye on something for such a long time or or just keep your focus on something for such a long time that it's it's part of the the journey of being able to, that's this part of my fight camp. This is something that I'll put an hour aside just to either read or even listen to because, hey, as men, we're not good listeners. So <laughs> I like to, I like to sort of vary my, my ideas every now and then. So um, if I can sit down and listen to a podcast or listen to a, a book as well, um, it, you know, I just keep my focus into that. So that's part of my training. Hey, listen, I admire that. You know what? I don't like this. Is my, one of my peeves. I don't like when people are like, Oh, I read five books. I read this book. Oh, you, yeah, well, I, I listened to it. I'm like, no, then you didn't read it, asshole. You fucking listen. I can, any asshole can listen to a book, but not everybody's going to read five books. So stop jumping on the book reading thing when you're listening to it, Jimmy. It doesn't matter. No, that's not true. It doesn't matter how it gets in there. Then if it's up. in there. Then so what are you say. saying? That blind people uh, can't get knowledge? It doesn't matter how you get the knowledge stop in there. yourself to blind people. Listen to me. This it doesn't matter how you get in. I, I, I can't I read anymore. I'm too busy I, watching I porn. I agree yeah. and I'm not attacking you. <laughs> but I am saying this. Don't tell me you read the fucking book. Say you heard the audio. I, it got in there. It got in there with the, oh, your ears, your audio book. But, but it doesn't matter how it gets it doesn't in there. Matter. Don't no. tell me you read the fucking book. You didn't read I, I, I like, well, I, I, I did say I listened. Oh, well, I did say I listened. Oh, well, that's did I not, that's didn't it. I say I listened? I even said to Carlos, well, that's great that you can read because I can only do books on tape. So I didn't claim reading. I'll put my, I'll put my sword away. Carlos, no, I'm sorry about that. I love you guys. I apologize for Matt's inconsistent because <laughs> I did say that I listened to the books. I specifically said that. It I would be different. I didn't say you. I said right. people do say that. They say yes. they read the book when they listen. So I'm going to listen to a lot of these books. All right. Kai Kara France. Does he read a lot? We're just going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, uh, you, you have a great fight coming up. Um, you know, the main event of the uh, of the uh, the prelims. So, again, whatever, that's a that's a uh, obviously a fight they always believe in. Uh, Chukwi is a very tough fighter, uh, as you know. But uh, I'm looking forward to this a lot. I've been a fan since, uh, you know, seeing you on the uh, Contender Series, that devastating knockout of uh, Oliveira. So, uh, look, good luck on uh, on Saturday, man. You're really an exciting fighter, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be around for a long time. Jeez, Jimmy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man.
Thank you, guys. All right. We'll talk to you again on the other side of it. Guys, made me laugh. I, I came in with a headache. I was had a throbbing headache. But with you guys, just making me laugh a bit just made me feel so much better. I appreciate you. Uh, well, thank you, man. That's just because you and I are readers. That's what really matters. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you again, man. I love guys like that. That's why I'm such a big Ovin St. Proof fan. Like I, I just, I love those giant guys who throw those just baseball bat kicks. When I talk to these guys that are, well, you know, when I have a little downtime, I'm just, you know, yeah, doing uh, mathematics. I'm reading a book on how to like build a porch, or I'm doing. I'm not. I'm. You know what I'm doing? I'm murking fools. Yeah, I'm going in VR. I got a jetpack on. I got double Uzis. Is that something I do? I, mean, <laughs> I was in the lobby before and there's a little shitty kid in there, right? So like there's little shitty kids. And he's like, yeah. And the little, he was being like obnoxious. He's like cursing, saying bad words. Yeah. I go, I go hey, kid. I go, what if your mother heard you talk like that? He goes, ah, what are you, a 50-year-old gamer? Get out of here. Go drink your prune juice. I go. <laughs> Good for him. He's I'm right. Like, little, I go, you little fuck. And also, they went into the game. I couldn't even do a, uh, a comeback at that little fuck. Yeah, he's right. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Aunt Matt. Ah, oh, what if your mother heard you using those, those words? <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was dropping horrible. I was oh, I go, that's not nice. I was saying it kind of jokingly. Yeah. But he attacked me. Uh, Oh, well, well, Jimmy, what a good show. I, this was great. Armand Sarukian didn't make it. It happened. He must have had a technical issue. But we did have Mark Ratner and Carlos Alberg. Um, a, 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 uh, well, and I'll talk to you Monday, Matt, before you actually go in on Tuesday. Jimmy, did, did you like how I, I – listen, how did I look at my shirt off? You look, you look good. You say you look think good. I looked a lot better in the past? I think I'm all, no. all way. No, you look good. You did that like a – listen, I'm not asking for a compliment. I am. Okay, good. I am asking for it. You laughed! Jimmy, let's plug, let's plug something. Uh, yeah, let's plug this. Uh, hold on. I, I just closed. I'm so stupid. Uh, Matus Gamrot. That's uh, Saruki and Gamrot is the main event. Saturday night. Uh, let's get the proper time. Um, it is... Uh, let me make sure here. Sorry, guys. Prelim, 7 p.m. The main event, 10 p.m., on ESPN, ESPN Plus. Um, and again, our, our, our Carlos Alberg, who we just talked to against uh, Tafan Chukwi, is the main event of the undercard, uh, the prelims. So uh, great night of fights. And uh, it's going to be hard to top this past uh, Saturday. So let's see how great this week is. Jimmy, listen, I'm having a great week at Sarah. Yeah. I'm having a good time. You know what I mean? Teaching my kids some jiu-jitsu. Middle of the night, my kid got sick, Jimmy, last night. Puked all over the place. Oh, no. Night. Was I a little tired today? That's why it didn't show. It didn't show, did it? Did it? Yeah. A little firecracker. Jimmy, listen, I will see you before I go into the knife. Don't yes. you worry your little head. Don't worry about me. No, I know you'll be okay. I'll- I'm glad you're doing it. Okay. Jimmy, I will talk. What do you want to plug? Just, I got uh, t- tonight, this Wednesday, I'm, I'm away. I'm out of town, obviously, tonight. But uh, every Wednesday, Next Wednesday and then every Wednesday in July, Fat Black Pussycat in New York. And I have Denver coming up. I have Minneapolis coming up. I have Rochester coming up. And I now have, um, oh, fuck, Rhode Island coming up. Go to JimNorton.com if you want to see me. If you don't, I get it. Dude, I'm on Cameo, and that's it, dude. I'm just teaching my jiu-jitsu, having a good time. I will yep. talk to you probably about a weekend, Jimmy. All right. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.
This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD, streaming audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring full throttle is half the fun where you can sink a putt raise a glass and there's always room for one more round ocean city maryland somewhere to smile about book your trip at oceocean.com with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.